G'day, g'day! Welcome to Game Day Gabe. I'm your host, Gabe the Babe, and you're about to get an insight to the college football world. Hello, Cougs fans! Welcome back to another episode of Game Day with Gabe. This is episode 8, and I missed last week's episode because we were on vacation in California. It's such good weather there, and we had so much fun. So sorry I didn't get to record the podcast, but Gabe the Babe is back, and I'm going to be talking about more college football and BYU this week. To start it off, I'm going to talk about BYU's crazy game that they had. Let's get right into it. BYU could have, would have, could have, should have won that game. Like, we had all the chances in the world to. We just didn't. Because of mistakes, a, a interception on the first play... A safety. Th- things things were uncharacteristic for us. So, unfortunately, we didn't get the win because we just made too many mistakes. And man, we need to figure out how to get our first halves going because every time since the first two games, like it started with Oregon, we had a bad first half. Same with Wyoming. Same with Utah State. Same with Notre Dame. Like, these are the last four games that we've not had a good half, and we need this streak to start ending so that we can be competitive again. Because if we just play for the second half, but not the first half, we're not going to win. We need to show up for the whole game. You have to play for a full four quarters to win. So, that's what BYU needs to work on. There were some fun moments in that game in Vegas. I was glad I got to go. The seats were up high but they got a great view of the stadium it was Notre Dame's home except BYU showed up very well in that game we were promised about 20 percent of the tickets but we got 30 or 40 percent of people in there so that's pretty good even though it was a Notre Dame home game like they were only showing Notre Dame highlights and the field was all Shamrock Series Notre Dame Fighting Irish we still played really well I'm I'm happy that we got to play a game in Vegas, and let me just tell you this. Our jerseys looked sick. They showed up so well. Like, they were so clean on cameras. It was awesome. Our jerseys were amazing for that game. The black and royal, we should do it more often because that's a great combination right there. And another great idea that we had is new helmets for the Arkansas game. If you haven't seen them, go look them up right now because they are lit. So on the front, they have the Cosmo BYU All-Royal. Um, They have the Cosmo on the front of the helmet or side of the helmet. And then on the other side, they have a really sick mountain display with the BYU logo as well. Because Lavelle Edwards Stadium is situated right in the m- mountains with a great view. And it's just a great atmosphere there. So naturally... I like the mountain side because it just looks so cool and the contrast with the actual mountains outside looks so good. The other fun facts about helmets is Notre Dame's helmets. I'm about to bucket load you with facts because let's start. Notre Dame's helmet, each one has 23 karat gold in them. So that adds up to $50,000 worth of gold for all the helmets in one game. So that's how much you'd have to pay to buy all the Notre Dame helmets in one game. Because they each have 23 karat gold in them. They have a lot of money if they're doing that. 
um, for each game because they redo the gold. So they use new gold each single game. That adds up to $700,000 worth of helmets for the whole season each year. It's crazy how much money they have. And, like, all the gold to do that is pretty spectacular. So each player on the Notre Dame team is just by their helmets alone, they're worth about $7,000. Now that's just crazy. Notre Dame is crazy. Okay. Um, so, in the game, it was a 4.30 kickoff time, which means that we sometimes play well and sometimes don't, because I'm going to do the light and dark contrast. It started when it was light outside, and it was light for the whole first half. But then the second half, it got dark outside. Funnily enough, we did it again. In the first half, we didn't play good because the lights weren't on. And then the, st the lights in the stadium turned on, and we played really good in the second half. I'm, s I'm serious. We just play well under the stadium lights. It's happened every single game. And unfortunately, it's not going to happen for Arkansas because it's a 1.30 kickoff time. Cougs need to break that streak, and they need to start playing well in the afternoon. Come on, Cougs, you need to win the next game. It'd be lit if they did. I'm so excited for that game. It'll be so fun. And the new helmets and the jerseys, they're going to be sick. If Arkansas doesn't have K.J. Jefferson, we should win. But if they do have K.J. Jefferson, then it'll be a good game. Regardless, homecoming games, homecoming week's always special. They have the parade, they have the running challenges, and so that's fun. It's fun to go up to Provo for that weekend. But back to the game. Michael Mayer, um, <laughs> the future NFL tight end, he played like Travis Kelsey would play. He had like half the targets, if not more, and he had 11 catches for two touchdowns as well and over a hundred yards so we need to do better at guarding him because at the moment he got open way too much and we didn't double team him which was kind of sad but it's okay as long as we bounce back against Arkansas it'd be really nice to get a win there and then we can get momentum I think we can run the table the rest of the season unfortunately this means we don't get a New Year's Six Bowl but Hopefully we do get an alright one. So, now I need to talk about Alabama against A&M. Because that was a crazy game. So, I'm happy and sad because I kind of wanted to see A&M get the upset. They had all the chances in the world. But my cousin Katie Rose is at Alabama, so I want them to do well. Her mom was telling me the other day that she gets to train next to Bryce Young during practices. And that's pretty cool. Training next to the former Heisman Trophy winner. That's pretty sick. So, I'm happy that Alabama got the win there and that they stayed undefeated. They're 6-0 and now. They're doing pretty good. But, wow, this week they have a real test playing at Tennessee. That's where college game day is going. It's going to Knoxville for a second time. It's crazy. And the crazy thing is, since, since it's going to Tennessee for two times in the same year, I think this is a little political showing because if you're not aware, Big Ten just signed a big television deal with Fox, 
and they have other deals with CBS and NBC, but no ESPN. So naturally, ESPN leans towards its heavy, heavy favorite, and the conference gets themselves all its money, the SEC. So ESPN College Game Day likes the SEC more than it does the Big Ten. That's why they're going to Alabama at Tennessee rather than Penn State at Michigan. And it's a toss-up between the two. They've already been to Tennessee, so normally they'd go to Michigan against Penn State. But not this time. Naughty Big Ten for not including ESPN in your deals. College Game Day's going to Knoxville again. I honestly don't know who's going to win this game because here's what I think. If Bryce Young plays... Alabama wins because their offense just works with him but with their backup quarterback in they couldn't do anything he fumbled twice he threw an interception against A&M A&M almost beat them and so Tennessee they're they're hoping for Bryce Young to not play if he doesn't play I think they'll win but moving on there was another crazy game this week it was the Red River rivalry Texas versus Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl. It was 49-0. to zero. That's the final score. Texas blew Oklahoma out. Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robinson, like, they're OP. They're so good. Tennessee, I mean, not, <laughs> why say Tennessee? Texas, they're really explosive with Quinn Ewers back. Like, Next year, if he stays, he could be a Heisman candidate, and Texas could have a good shot at the playoff. If they just have all their pieces to connect, they have all the talent they need, and they showed it against Oklahoma. A Red River rivalry has not known that type of blowout for a long time. Normally, it was close games. Last year, it was 55-48 to to Oklahoma. So, Texas finally got the win in the Red River rivalry. It's a good win for them, and they'll be really happy about that. If they hadn't lost to Texas Tech and Alabama, then I'm sure they'd be on track to make the playoffs this year. And they're looking like a really dangerous team right now. They could spoil a lot of teams' chances for the playoff. I'm going to head to Week 7 Pick'em with Gabe the Babe. <laughs> Welcome to Pick'em with Gabe the Babe. I'm so excited for this week in college football, and you have to be too. Guess what? There are six ranked-on-ranked opponents in this week in college football. They are number 10, Penn State, at number 5, Michigan. They are number 3, Alabama, at number 6, Tennessee. Number 8, Oklahoma State, at number 13, TCU. Number 15, NC State, at number 18, Syracuse. Number 16, Mississippi State, at number 22, Kentucky. And number 7, USC, at number 20, Utah. Can you believe this? This is crazy. Six games of ranked-on-ranked opponents. This is going to be a great week, and there's going to be some good games. I hope that they're close and that there's a really fun week to watch in college football. So I'd really pay attention to this week. It's really good if you do because I'm recommending it. Out of all the weeks in college football, this is for sure the best. So let's start off with Penn State and Michigan. College game day could have gone here, but it's on Fox and the 
East Band doesn't like Big Ten because Big Ten signed a deal with Fox anyway. So, <laughs> Penn State at Michigan. I'm going to pick Michigan because Michigan's offense has looked really dominant with J.J. McCarthy and their running back, who's really good. So, <laughs> Michigan's looked like a really solid team so far. They've looked like one of the two best teams in the Big Ten, along with Ohio State, of course. And so, 83% of people have picked Michigan to win this game. I'm going to join that, and I'm going to pick Michigan over Penn State. Next up, Kansas at Oklahoma. Kansas is ranked 19. So, 80% of people have picked Kansas. And it's strange, because ESPN, um, the the line for this game is Oklahoma's favored by seven. It's strange because they don't have their starting quarterback, nor does Kansas, but Kansas is ranked, and they've played better in the season. Oklahoma's three and three, and Kansas is five and one. They almost were undefeated. They almost came back and beat TCU with a backup quarterback. So I don't see why everyone's thinking that Oklahoma's going to win because I think Kansas will. So I'm going to pick Kansas Jayhawks to get the win here. Come on. Next up, Minnesota at Illinois fighting Illinois. Okay, Illinois is ranked 24. Minnesota is ranked none. But they're 4-1, so they're pretty good. And Illinois is 5-1. Illinois got a win last week um, at home against Iowa. The score was 9-6. And let's just say, I'm going to say one thing that happened in that game. Iowa had a 12-play, two-punt drive that they didn't even get a touchdown from. Because their offense does nothing, their special teams does everything, so does their defense, but their offense does not do anything. And so it's just really painful, because I watched it, and it was just pain to the eyes that Iowa didn't even get a touchdown out of a two-punt drive, because Illinois fumbled both times, and so Iowa got the ball back. But... This is why I don't trust Illinois if they're doing that against Iowa and they barely squeak out a win because Iowa's not that good of a team. So I'm going to go with Minnesota to win this game at Illinois. Next up, it's college game day. That's where it's going to. Alabama at Tennessee. I've already done a lot of insight to this game. And, okay, so right now I'm picking Alabama to win because I think Bryce Young will be back and healthy enough to lead Alabama's offense against Tennessee's not-so-great defense. But it's probably going to be a blowout because both offenses are amazing. Tennessee has Cedric Tillman and Hendon Hooker leading the way. Alabama has Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs leading the way. And so it could be a blowout. I'm, I actually think it says at the bottom how many points do you think will be scored. I think 67, and it could be a lot more than that. So watch out for that game. That's going to be fun. Next up, Oklahoma State at TCU. This is the most toss-up game I've ever had in my life on Pick'em. That's only seven weeks. But still, it's crazy because Oklahoma State's 5-0, and TCU's 5-0, and and they both had great wins last week. Oklahoma State beat Texas Tech, and TCU went to college game day at Kansas in Lawrence and they beat them 38 to 31 
with a really explosive day from their wide receiver who had 13 catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown or so. And so, just based on how explosive TCU has looked, I'm going to pick them to win this game, even though it's so close because Oklahoma State's got a solid defense and they do have an explosive offense as well. So I don't know how I can pick this because I'm probably I'm probably going to be wrong. But I'm going to go with TCU because they're playing at home. And just because of that, I hope they're going to have enough in the bag to beat the top 10 ranked Oklahoma State. So I'm picking TCU on this one. But mark my words, it is a toss-up. You cannot guarantee that I'm going to be right because I might not be. Okay, next up. NC State at Syracuse, another ranked-on-ranked matchup, which a lot of people didn't think would happen. I didn't think would happen. I didn't think NC State or Syracuse would be ranked, but they're ranked 15 and 18, respectively. So, a lot of people pick NC State to win, but Devin Leary could not play. I don't think he's going to play, and if I'm right, then Syracuse will win. They have the home field. Field? Wait, it's actually a dome. Home Dome Advantage, because they play in the good old Carrier Dome, or whatever it's been renamed to. So I'm going to give Syracuse the advantage here, and I'm going to pick them to win, because they've, they're have they undefeated somehow. They haven't played very good opponents, but still, they're undefeated. That's pretty good so far. So they deserve to be ranked. NC State hasn't looked great. They've They've had a lot of close games. And they've barely eked out wins over not-so-good teams. So I'm picking Syracuse to win this. Next up, it's Clemson at Florida State. Clemson's ranked 4, everybody. But they're in rank 4 in my book. Nope. They're probably in the top 10 somewhere. But I don't think they're that good. So a lot of people are going off that ranking. 93% of people pick can, um, Clemson to win this game. So, like... It could be closer than people realize because Florida State's 4-2. and two. They're not that bad. They beat LSU at the start of the season um, in Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And Clemson's undefeated. They're 6-0. and oh. They've beat teams like Wake Forest. Um, and they, they've looked pretty good, but they're not as good as people have thought. People think that they're, they could be better than they were. So... I'm still going to pick Clemson to win, but I'm just saying, even if it's not clear, I'm just saying that it could be closer than people think. I'm going to go with Clemson, though. Another ranked-on-ranked matchup, Mississippi State at Kentucky. Mississippi State's all about that throwing game. Mike Leach has instituted it everywhere he's gone, which is um, Wazoo and now here and some other places as well. But he did it with Gardner Minshew and that other quarterback, at Wazoo, and it really worked for them. Like, Gardner Minshew once threw for seven touchdowns in a game, and the other quarterback threw for nine touchdowns in a game, which is crazy. It's crazy. And their quarterback this year, Will Rogers, is on track to do the same. Maybe he'll get ten in one game. Who knows? They're all about their throwing attack, and it's worked so far. They're five and one in the SEC. They're competing well. And they're doing really good so far. Kentucky dropped the last two games. The last one was at home 
to um what's it South Carolina and they should they should have won that game because um because they needed to bounce back from their game against Ole Miss. They they almost won that game, but they didn't. So they lost that one and then they lost to South Carolina and Will Levis was out. So, you know, clearly Kentucky's not as good without him in. So I'm gonna pick Mississippi State for this one. Now it's number eight seven USC at number twenty Utah Utes. Oh USC's gotta win this game. They've just gotta win. Because Utah just dropped a game to UCLA on the road. And so I thought Utah would win that game. I picked them to win that game. They let me down. But actually I'm I'm happy they lost because naturally as a BYU fan we don't usually go for Utah to win games. We don't we don't always hate them, but still, I don't mind. I do like seeing Utah lose games. So <laughs> they have the home field advantage and they're overrated. All their fans are thinking, "Oh, we're going to get college game day here in Utah." But no, they're not getting college game day because you lost to UCLA. So you don't get that. USC instead is coming in 6 and 0. They have great offense and they have great defense as well. Utah has great defense, but they lost Brandon Cuthy to the season on uh injury. And so he's their NFL-worthy tight end who's out. So I'm going to pick USC to win this game for their defense to step up and for their offense to play very well. Last game on Pick'em is Wazoo at Oregon State. 31% of people picked Wazoo, and I'm going to join that 31% to pick the upset per se. They almost beat Oregon. They lost 41-44, to but it was close. And Oregon State's looked okay. They lost big time to Utah, who's overrated. And so I I think that they have on days and off days. I'm going to pick them to have an off day on this one. I'm going to pick Wazoo to win. So that wraps up Pick'em and college football for this week. Stay tuned for a Taysom Hill. Woo! That man is crazy. It's Taysom time. Okay, on the game, he had four touchdowns, three of them rushing and one of them throwing. I can't believe anyone could do that. And he had 69 um, kickoff and punt return yards as well. He plays special teams, the receiving special teams, and he could play defense for all we know. He just rotates between, you know, quarterback, running back, tight end, any of those positions he'll excel at. He had a 60-yard touchdown run in the game. You don't see that every day in the NFL, let alone with three, with two other touchdowns rushing. And so the other one, he had a passing touchdown because he's a quarterback. This man is the most crazy player in the NFL. He's he's able to do so many things. Like he's built like a tight end, but he can throw balls well. He can run really well, and he he has hands too. So there's nothing he can't do. He's got to be one of the most diverse um, players in the NFL, if not the most. Him and Lamar Jackson make it, like, really close because Lamar Jackson can run too. But Taysom Hill can play three positions, so he's crazy. I have his jersey, and I'm really happy about it. I should have played him on my fantasy team. Dang it. He had 34 points. 
Well, Travis Kelsey got me 33 points thanks to his four-touchdown effort. So I had two players on my fantasy team that got four touchdowns. Woo, got me the win. Anyway, Taysom Hill is crazy. New Orleans should structure their offense around him and just make him have throwing trick plays, running trick plays, catching trick plays, or just normal plays. Just center their offense around him like Notre Dame did with Michael Meyer. That's also what BYU should do with Pukunakua. Get him the ball. Like, he's crazy good with the ball. So just get him the ball, and he'll do good stuff. Same with Taysom Hill. The man's a beast. He's 31, and he's doing record-setting stuff for the NFL. I've never seen it before. So let's go, Taysom Hill. You're representing BYU amazingly. I'm really happy about that. Let's go, Cougs. Don't forget to watch Alabama at Tennessee this week, and let's see if the tide will roll or if Tennessee will get another college game day win. Stay tuned, and you have to watch this game if you're looking to become a college football fan because this is the game you need to watch. It's Gabe's game, everybody. That wraps up my podcast for today. As always, thanks for listening, and if you liked it, be sure to check out my new recordings every week and share with a fellow Kooks fan. See you next time. Go Kooks!